0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Minutes with Mute, presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm Mike Galtieri, so happy to have you on board, and we're joined alongside the one and only Scott Mutrin. You know him from the BC Football Radio Network by Learfield. Uh, You know him as a sideline reporter, also former Boston College QB in the 1990s. Scott, thank you so much for joining us here. Under some tough uh, circumstances for Boston College football perspective, uh, BC Falls, to Virginia Tech, twenty-seven to ten last Saturday in Blacksburg, and zero and two on the season. So. Uh, Just with that, before I get Scott on the line, let me just first mention to you, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. That's bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. They have tailgates before the home games, uh, Friday night parties before Saturday games on the road. Just an excellent organization, a great club to be a part of. Uh, That's bcfootballgridiron.com. Okay, with that, we welcome Scott. Scott? As uh, mentioned earlier a tough one. Uh, just your general big picture thoughts from the game Saturday night in Blacksburg.
1: Yeah, it kind of started off with uh, ominously with an interception on the, the second play of the game, um, and then there was a it was a struggle for most of the first half for the uh, for the Eagles on offense. Couldn't generate anything in the running game and in the passing game. Um, going into their last drive of the first half, they were in negative yardage. For the first half, but found some, uh, some ways to get the ball to save flowers and move the ball down the field and got some points on the board, which was nice um, to at least get some momentum and get some confidence. Um, I think that's the, uh, the biggest thing is just the lack of confidence um, that you see probably from the young, inexperienced offensive line. They're already young and experienced to begin with, and you lost uh, probably their best offensive line with Ozzy Trapillo not being able to play. And Kevin Klein got hurt, I think, in the third quarter. So he lost both tackles on an already inexperienced line. And uh, I, I just think that, that confidence is fragile right now, and uh, they, they just need to find some ways to, to be able to move the football. On the encouraging end, I think the defense has played well. Another great game. Gave up um, 253 yards of total offense, one long run um, early in the uh, first quarter. But then they kind of rectified that and righted the ship. Uh, Virginia Tech only threw for for 153, I think so, um, or 141, I believe, and then they held them to four for 15 on third down, I believe it was. So the, the good numbers on third down, um, some good stops, um, and some encouraging momentum on that side. But uh, offensively, it's just it's just been very difficult for them to find something that's working consistently, and to be able to protect Phil Druhovic, I think. Um, It's tough to be able to, you know, it's easy to to watch and say, hey, guys are open down the field. But if you've been hit a bunch and um, been rattled around a little bit, wonder about protection, it's tough to stand in there and deliver the football if you're expecting to get hit. So um, I think that that's going to be the challenge for the staff this week. Uh, You know, they're going to get ready for Maine and hopefully, you know, be ready to come out and get some confidence back and then find out where they need to go for the rest of the
0: season. So to your point about Phil, he was 15 of 28, 135 yards, one TD, one pick. As a former QB yourself, uh, how do you evaluate his performance here against Virginia Tech?
1: Um, I'd say probably uneven. I, I think he he would admit that he missed some throws that he had available out there. I would say frustrating because it's tough. It's tough dropping back if you're not, you know, you're not super confident that you're, you're going to get hit. Right, I mean, it's it's different in other positions where you at least have the ability to defend yourself. You know, and you're, if you're able, if you're blocking or if you're tackling somebody, you know where it's coming. But when you don't, you know, you're not trained to to look at the, the pressure. You're t- you're taught to keep your eyes downfield. It's tough to keep doing that if you keep getting consistent pressure. And um, I, I think uh, Phil would say that either a couple shots he'd like to have back. Did have a nice throw to, to Zay Flowers, you know, in 44, 41-yard gain and then a nice touchdown pass to Jaden Williams. Um, I would say he'd be, you know, a little, little discouraged, but not, you know, not losing the faith in any way. But just wants to find uh, some solutions and wants these guys to be productive. And uh, his leadership is going to be huge right now. I think for him, the, the guys that are staring at him in the huddle need to to see that confidence that he has and to to know that he's going to stick with it and, and, and still be in there slinging it uh, as best he can. And I think that that's going to be his biggest challenge, I think, is just staying positive and keeping that huddle in line and using his leadership skills. It's um, I've always said it's it's easy to lead from out front when everything's easy and you're winning. True leaders uh, step up when it's t- times are tough and they're in crisis mode and You know, you hate to be so dire, but at this point, BC being 0-2, they are in crisis mode. They need to find some answers and they need to get some production offensively.
0: And then do do you pinpoint it? You mentioned it earlier. Do you pinpoint it as the offensive line at the core and Phil getting hit, always in the back of his mind? I mean, the struggles of offense, do you really look at that offensive line as like the foundation for things to need to improve on? Well,
1: I I think it's as a whole. I think it's whether it's schematically as the line as the running backs as the quarterback and as the receivers I think it's collectively like to place blame on one or the other just isn't it's just not accurate there's so many things that go in uh, to protections uh, where you're sliding protections what type of protections how many people are in on the protections the responsibilities in the protections um, if they bring pressure if there's um, hot or uh, Adjustment routes that the receivers run, spacing, um, quarterback identifying and, and moving to those different different places, different protections, different um, hot slides, audibles. Like, there's a lot that goes into this, right? So you can't blame just one group because they all they're all working together, and I, and I think that there needs to uh, they just need to find some rhythm and confidence, and confidence is is tough easy to lose and it's tough to gain back and, and you just need some positive things to go forward for you to uh to get it but then once you have confidence it's amazing how how things can turn and um, and how you can can gel and the one thing you say is an offensive line is that unlike the other position groups the offensive line is the unit and all five guys have to be on the same page so there has been some miscommunications that you've seen in the first couple games I look back at the Rutgers game, and I thought the Rutgers game wasn't nearly as bad as it, uh, as a lot of people made it out to be because of the loss. I thought they played well. Uh, there were some missed assignments at times, but not bad. And then this game, it's just you're running in some different guys that haven't been into those positions in the spotlight in a you know crowded stadium. You, there's there's emotion and psychology that go into this that you got to be able to go through, and some some of these guys are just going through it for the first time, so. There's definitely a learning curve, and, and that's part of the process and the frustration. I mean, I get it. I watch it. But they're frustrated, too. They want to perform. No one goes out there and wants to like, be picking up off the ground because it's their fault because they missed the block. Like, that's a tough thing for them to do, and they, but they just need to kind of find some confidence um, in the technique and what they're doing and in the scheme of the offense.
0: And then to put a bow tie in this Virginia Tech game, how do you evaluate the defense and special teams at Boston College? I know earlier you mentioned you, you're fairly impressed with BC's defense, but uh, just ha- get a couple thoughts on BC's defense and special teams. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally including State Street Bank, Image Pharma and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.
1: Um you know obviously the they, they did a good job. They they had to punt a good amount of times. So there was a 76-yard punt from Longman which was uh, which was a highlight for them, but um, Defensively, I'm just impressed with how many guys they're playing, rotating a lot of guys in, young and old. You're seeing some good performance. I would say that, you know, after these first two games, um, Aziraku has been an absolute force. Um, he is a menace, been in the backfield, a lot of tackles for loss, a lot of disruption. His name, uh, you just keep seeing it on the stat sheet. Um, it's, been, it's impressive to watch him play. He's got a great motor, great athlete, long arms, um, He's a disruptor back there, um, and I've been impressed with him. It's one of those things you look at and you're like, wow, he's, he's always around the ball, you know, making plays. Uh, he's been impressive. Um, secondary has played well. Um, I think they, they, you know, it's mostly that those guys have to stick their heads in there and make some plays in the run game. Uh, Jaden Woodby has played very well, um, you know, making some tackles and making some plays in the, in the open field. But, uh, you know, up, up front they just, if they can just shore up the run defense and really, you know, the size of the big gain. If you look at the rest of it, you know, even with that big gain, I think they only gave up three point four yards per rush. That's a winning performance in college football today. So um, they can keep that up and then allow their, you know, if they force teams in the passing downs, like that third down statistic tells you a lot. It tells you a lot that they've been getting to the quarterback, and also says that they've been good in the back end when teams have to throw it. So um, I've been I've been impressed with their effort and uh how they played they just need to get a little help on the other side of the ball but i think that'll come
0: and scott you're obviously down there in blacksburg just you know let the fans know what was coach halfley like post game your talk with him and just the mood of the team in the locker room post game and traveling back to boston after uh, the tough oh. loss
1: I've been in enough smelly locker rooms on my own that I don't need to go in there after the game because I know what that's all about. But talking to Coach <laughs> Hopley after the game, you can see his frustration. I mean, maybe he wants to put some points on the board. Um, and Coach is a defensive guy,
0: and he hired
1: a good offensive staff that he's going to let them do their thing. He's going to give his two cents, but you can sense the frustration that they're just not um, getting results, especially I think they're seeing you know, some positives in practice, and when it's not translating to the game, that can be a big frustration for coaches because um, you see the potential and you see what it could look like. And when you get out there in the game day and it doesn't look like that, it can be frustrating for a head coach, especially one with a defensive background. Um, so um, I think he he... As the team, they're they're all unified in in how they're going about it. I think there's some frustration, but I think he knows that there's some talent there that that just needs a little bit of push and a little bit of the right direction to find out whether it's scheme or uh, personnel-wise to to get them in the best position to kind of see some success on the offensive side.
0: And now we look ahead to Maine. You know, this is, I think at least, this is just what the doctor ordered. Maine 0-2, lost to New Mexico 41 nothing lost to Colgate 21-18. to I mean, how important is it, Scott, here? We, BC needs like a 55-10 to game against Maine. Get the confidence going on offense to your point and just really, really blow them out uh, come Saturday. Yeah, at
1: this point you're just looking for a win. Um, you know, all those numbers and stuff are fine. Um, I think that looks good on TV and everything, but in the end, you just need to win at this point, and uh, it's not easy to win in college football. It's not. Um, I'm sure Texas A&M and Notre Dame would tell you the same thing after their last weekends, um, that uh, just because you're supposed to win doesn't guarantee that you're going to win. Um, you got to come and prepare and be ready to go, and, and no matter what, and you got to respect every opponent that you get and be ready to, um, you know, to execute your game plan on all three sides of the ball. And uh, I don't think you can get caught up in going out there and trying to put up 28 points in the first, you know, quarter. That's just not a good mindset to have. I think you just got to keep going one play at a time, execute, do it again, establish some rhythm, establish some tempo and flow and then build off that. But if you're going in with expectations that you should be scoring at every possession and you're not, then you start to press, and then you start to do things unnaturally and do things that are outside of uh, of your job, right? And I think as an offense, the biggest thing everyone needs to focus on on doing their job, doing their job, what they're supposed to do. Receivers get their splits, get their depths, get their reads, line block their man, pick up their protections and their blitzes, quarterbacks, making run checks. Um, moving protections finding the open guy and delivering the football like everyone's got their role to do they can't start doing everybody else's job because that's where you start seeing a lot of the missed assignments and uh i think that's going to be the focus of this week just everyone tighten up on their assignments
0: okay scott last couple minutes here um by the way, that game versus Maine, seven thirty on Learfield Saturday night. Make sure to check that out. Scott Mutchin will be there on the sidelines. Scott, just give us a ch- how was the food recap of Virginia Tech, the tailgating scene, and how was the overall trip uh, down to Blacksburg and back to Boston?
1: So we went to the local two hundred two on Friday, which is a nice little bar down in uh, bar restaurant down in Roanoke where we stayed. Had a great uh, great crew with us. Um, some people that uh, joined for the trip from Empower, uh, some great guys out there, and the, talked some football, talked some shop, um, had a nice had a nice dinner, came back to the hotel, and everyone was uh, watching the uh, U.S. Open when we got back to the hotel down in the lobby. It was quite, uh, quite animated uh, watching the semifinals for the U.S. Open uh, men's um, singles. So that was uh, pretty exciting to watch. Then got to watch uh, – all of the uh, alabama texas game which was wow really exciting bryce young just really stepped up and made some big plays for alabama when they needed him most that's what you expect heisman trophy quarterbacks to do i think uh it was impressive to watch him work uh but some good games you know got to see the the end of the Notre Dame game uh, got to see the end of the texas a&m game you get some big upsets there's um nothing like college football right there's nothing like college football and watching how any team week to week if you're not ready can lose um so it was uh it was a good weekend it was a little rain in the second half um didn't get too wet um the, the landing into roanoke airport is always a challenge it's not the easiest airport so it does give you a little anxiety but um uh, our delta pilot did a great job getting us in and out of there and uh Sunday was a long day because I get home at, what, 5.30 in the morning, pulling into the driveway, and uh, it uh, makes for a long Sunday. So I kind of just viewed the weekend as one big Saturday. Because our <laughs> Saturday rolled into Sunday, and then by the time it was over, it felt like one long day.
0: How much do you prefer that 12 noon kick for, like, on the road as well as you get home a little earlier?
1: My favorite, um, you know, the Florida State game's coming up, and that's another late game. That's going to be – a that's going to be like probably a seven AM arrival if you really look at that one. So that's, that, that might be another long day uh, for everyone. But uh, you know that's that's part of the gig. But it's also to, to be honest, it's you, you'd rather be home than, than spending a night in a hotel and then having to come back the next day. So it, although you you know there's always complaints because that's what I do. Um, but uh, in the end, you're still better off coming home and, and getting that done. So than just spending time where you don't want to be. You'd rather be home.
0: Well, Scott, thank you so much for the time, and uh, let's, get a, let's get a big W Saturday. Uh, let's talk next week. I want, let's get a big one here, and one or two, and uh, keep it going for BC Eagles. The great,
1: Mike. I'm all for it. Sign me up
0: for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Scott. Thanks for the time. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.